Welcome to the Common Sense Nutrition Podcast. This podcast is all about transitioning off dairy. Well, hey, everybody, this is Kristen Peterson, and welcome to my Common Sense Nutrition Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. And today we're going to be talking all about transitioning off of dairy. And before I get started, I wanted to remind everyone to go ahead and check out my website at commonsensenutritionaz.com for more information on what I do as a health coach. And let's go ahead and just dive right in. I said we're going to talk about dairy today and why we would want to remove it, why do we think that we need it, and then I'm going to give you some four easy steps on how to remove it. So first off, let's just dive right in and try to understand a little bit more about why why would we want to remove dairy in, in, in the first place? Like we love dairy, right? Everybody's got this, people that love dairy love their dairy and they are like, I'll go to the grave with my dairy, but why would we want to remove it? And there are a lot of really good and compelling health reasons why you would want to. First off, the biggest one that I can think of is that dairy is acidic. It causes an acid condition in our blood. And the reason that's important is that um, an acid condition, our blood being in a state of acidity, is a breeding ground for disease, in particular diseases like cancer. We know through science that cancer cannot survive in an alkaline environment, and um, dairy is a big contributor to turning our blood to an, an acid condition. So removing it just for that reason alone is really important. And the quantity of dairy that we're usually consuming is large and it just keeps our blood in that state of acidity. So, um, also it is mucus forming. Uh, you see people with sinus issues, uh, respiratory conditions. If you're prone to, you know, colds and flus or just, uh, seasonal and sinus allergies, removing dairy can just help with this tremendously. I also see when I'm out in public and I see teenagers out walking around with acne, acne prone skin, I just want to tap them on the shoulder and ask them just out of my own curiosity, how much dairy are you drinking? And people aren't, aren't, aren't associating the link here, but there is a huge link between the amount of dairy that you're consuming and the way your skin looks. And uh, it definitely contributes to acne. So I encourage, you know, teenagers and adults alike who have skin issues and acne in particular, remove dairy for a period of time. Give it at least one month and notice the changes in your skin. You will see differences and that alone should be enough, enough proof to uh, help you get yourself off of dairy. Some people are lactose intolerant. Um, Myself and my youngest son were both lactose intolerant. And for this reason, we have not had dairy in 14 years in our home. And, um, you know, it's, you don't have to be lactose intolerant just to remove it, but that is definitely one reason. Um, But uh, also just, you know, a planetary issue. There are, you know, cows, Cows and cattle farms are, you know, we're not benefiting the earth with what we're doing with factory farming. And I don't need to get into all that and sound like, you know, chicken little, the sky is falling, but there definitely is a very important reason. And if you care about the planet and the health of the planet and you care about the impact and the footprint that you're leaving as a human being, removing dairy can 
we're, then you'll feel a little bit better knowing you're contributing to a little less damage on the planet. So um, when I do, I lead a clean eating program once a month for 10 days every month. It's like a jumpstart program. And um, you can learn more about that on my website when you click on that. But one of the things that we focus on during this program is that we are eliminating dairy for those 10 days. And really the point is to teach people that you can get healthier sources of what you think that you're getting and what you need from dairy in other sources without all of the, you know, the unwanted things that come with dairy. Like, you know, when we're drinking and consuming dairy, we're getting cholesterol and saturated fat. We already talked about what it's doing to our blood with an acid condition and the, the mucus forming thing and what it's doing to our skin with acne. So we think that we need it though, um, because of we're told that we we're getting calcium and vitamin D and protein. That's a healthy source of calories, but you know, who's telling us this? And uh, this is where I do risk a little bit sounding like chicken little. So it is a government subsidized entity. The dairy industry is government subsidized. So it's in the government's best interest to make sure that all Americans are drinking dairy and that we think that it's healthy and that we need it. But the truth is that there are better and healthier sources of these things that we think are benefits like the calcium, vitamin D, and protein and calories. So let's break this down really quickly. Um, calcium, let's start with that. So I always tell people, if you want the calcium, eat what the cows eat. It's not necessarily the milk that has calcium. The milk has calcium because the cows are supposed to be eating um, the, like when cows, like think about your great grandmother's farm or her, you know, she had a, probably had a cow, right? And they're roaming around in the back on the farmland and they're eating the green, they're eating the grass off the earth. So if you want the calcium, eat what the cows eat and you get more calcium from dark green leafy vegetables than you do from dairy. And it's also dark green leafy veggies are a lot lower in calories and they don't have saturated fat or cholesterol, right? <laughs> Much healthier source. Uh, things like kale and broccoli are very high in um, calcium. And um, vitamin D is another thing that we are told that we're getting from cow's milk, but um, basically they're adding vitamin D to the, to the cow's milk um, because the cows aren't being fed leafy green vegetables, right? Cows are eating things in factory farms that cows are not by nature meant to be eating, um, like grain and things like that. Like cows by, you know, think about cows on their own are not going to go out and like eat corn on, <laughs> you know, and grain. They're going to go eat the grasses because that's what cows should be eating. Um, so you're better off getting your vitamin D, either take a vitamin D supplement and um, also just from some foods, certain foods are higher in vitamin D. In particular, mushrooms are higher in vitamin D. And the shake mix that I drink and recommend um, is, has vitamin, or I'm sorry, it has mushroom powder added to it. So I know that I'm getting a consistent amount of vitamin D through that mushroom powder in my diet every single day. So that helps keep me from being deficient. And uh, protein, we are told that we need the protein from cow's milk, but protein is protein from cow's milk is is it's an animal protein which also contains cholesterol and saturated fat. And guess what? All plants have protein, so we don't necessarily need to be getting protein from animals. So when we're thinking about protein, um, whether it's from you know you know animal protein or you know cow's milk, which is also an animal protein, uh, I think I tell people look at look at it this way. Try to consider 
getting the protein from plant sources instead because it's cleaner. It's clean fuel. It doesn't have cholesterol and saturated fat. And things like beans, quinoa, and nuts and seeds are very high in protein. And uh, none of the downfall from it. So um, that's that kind of covered some better sources for you. So hopefully I'm painting a better picture of you know why we think that we need it and finding some better ways to get it. Now let's talk about removing it. So um, you're going to do this in four weeks. You could shorten the duration if you want, but I, this is how I recommend, and this is what I did in my own home to remove everybody in my household from dairy. In the first week, you're going to you're going to make a mixture of you know use a jug, use a container, or pour it back into the milk jug. Um, 75% cow's milk and 25% non-dairy milk, like almond milk, rice milk, and there's great alternatives now like oat, hemp, or flax milk. In your second week, you're going to make a 50-50% mixture, 50% cow's milk, 50% nut milk. And the third week, you'll do 25% cow's milk and 75% nut milk. So we're going backwards, as you can see. But by week four, you should be able to go with 100% nut milk or, you know, a non-dairy-based milk. And um, if you still need to add a little bit of the dairy milk to it, just because you're not quite there yet, that's fine. But you see the transition that I'm making and you understand um, how that, you can, see, you can see where I'm going with this, basically, is what I'm saying. I have had people say that they're trying this and it's still not working. Like if you have kids, like people get really addicted to dairy. Like there is that mother's milk thing going on here. And if you need to, you can use uh, vanilla flavored milk or even the vanilla sweetened milk, which I don't recommend sugar, but if it helps you transition off of this in the first week or two to be using the vanilla sweetened milk, when you're when you're adding it to the cow's milk, that may help the people that you're that you or your kids or teenagers in your house maybe appreciate the flavor of it a little bit better, and then just gradually start transitioning over to the unsweetened versions of the milk. So vanilla flavor is fine, but the unsweetened is definitely you know what we consume in our house. So we are completely off of all dairy, and I'll tell you what we don't miss it. So by the time you get to week four, just take a little, take some account and, uh, you know, and look in, check in with yourself and just look at your skin or look at the skin of the teenagers in your home and just see how is that looking? How is, how is the mucus? How is the congestion? How are the sinuses? Um, are you breathing better? Are you taking less allergy medications? Um, and even mood. Dairy has a big impact on, on the mood. So I think that when people are transitioning off, there's actually some sort of this, um, where they miss it and they kind of get a little bit depressed. So it can affect the mood, but stick with it. It's certainly worth weaning off of it because like we, like we said, the benefits, the benefits are better. So, I mean, just to kind of, just to give a quick recap, we're going to remove dairy for the benefit of our health and the benefit of the planet. So many, so many health benefits as to why cholesterol, saturated fat, it will help improve our sinuses, our mucus, our acne, um, and really it makes, it, it removes an acidic food from our diet, which makes us less prone to diseases in particular, like cancer. And we can find healthier sources of those benefits that we think we're getting from cow's milk, healthier sources of calcium from dark green leafy vegetables, uh, mushrooms for vitamin D, plant-based protein, all of these things we can find in healthier sources. And in four weeks after transitioning, I really don't think you're going to miss it. 
So I just want to go ahead and wrap things up for us today and just want to say thank you guys so much and really a great big, huge thank you for joining me and listening in today. And I hope you found this content to be of value. And if you like what you hear, I really do hope that you'll share this with a friend. So, um, be sure to check out my website, which was commonsensenutritionaz.com once again. And feel free to shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like me to touch on for future podcasts. I love knowing what content is relevant and important to you. And while you're in my website, be sure to click on that programs button to learn a little bit more about that clean eating program that I lead each month, where I've taken my knowledge of holistic nutrition, health coaching, and preventive health, and I combine that with my knowledge of different dietary theories. And I use this to help coach you through this lifestyle program with a 10-day jumpstart every month. I love the program, and it's been so beneficial to me to see people improving their health by sticking with it. So I'm excited for you to check it out and message me through my website. Once again, commonsensenutritionaz.com to get started. And until next time, this is Kristen Peterson. And thank you for listening to my common sense nutrition podcast.